Uh, hey, patrons, it's uh, me, just a patron, like, uh, <laughs> voicemailing you in. Like, uh, I don't know, I don't know what to say other than thanks. Thanks so much. Uh, th- thanks for the love. I really appreciate it. And here's your show. Uh, hey, you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to do is try to create a safe place where you could set aside whatever is keeping you awake, whether it's a thing, thoughts, things, piles, really thoughts, feelings, emotions. Uh, noises, travel, changes in routine, whatever's keeping you awake, I'd like to take your mind off of that. And what I'm going to do is try to create a safe place. Like I said, the way I'm going to attempt to do that is I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use these lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders, uh, uh, pregnant pauses, regular pauses... Uh, intentional pauses, deluxe pauses, accidental pauses, you know, lots of pauses, repetition, and pauses after repetition by accident. But really what I'm going to do is try to make you feel welcome and like appreciated, I guess, in the way of like, I appreciate that it's difficult for you to fall asleep uh, and how how much that sucks because I've been there. I appreciate you giving this podcast a try. So if you're new, I'm going to give you a little a quick uh, two or three minute intro, like uh, explanation. And I appreciate you as a human being that you really deserve uh, a good night's sleep, a restful, full, you know, or as full as you can get it, uh, less rigorous, uh, less annoying bedtime where it can feel a little bit soothing or a little bit fun in, if, if, if this podcast does work for you. And maybe a little bit silly and goofy, too. So if you're new here, here's the structure of the show real quick. Uh, podcast starts with about six minutes of business. Uh, if you're new, not that important. If you're a regular listener and you want the podcast to be free and around for a long time, pretty essential you listen to that either uh, tonight or tomorrow. So you could, you know, you could support the sponsors or check them out because I always try to pick awesome stuff. Uh, but if you're new here, you can skip that. Then there's an intro that we're just starting. Usually intros are around 12 to 15 minutes or so. And they kind of give you, uh, for some people, they just help them get ready for bed. Some people, it's like uh, something familiar something borrowed from all the other podcast intros. Sometimes a blue, sometimes I feel a little blue. Not today, though. You know, no blues clues, because I don't know what even what that means, but I thought I'd throw that in there. So there's a long, longish intro to kind of set the mood, to set the pace, and to remind you that I'm here to kind of take your mind off stuff. Then we'll have a bedtime story. It'll be one of our serial episodic stories that I always mean to call episodic and then I accidentally call it a serial story, but it doesn't really matter, a little bedtime story. And then we close out the show with some thank yous. So that's the structure of the podcast. And it's a podcast that you don't need to feel pressure to listen to. It'll be here to distract you, to keep you company, 
in the deep, dark night, and uh, ideally to keep your mind off whatever's keeping you awake uh, while you cross over the threshold from wake to sleep. But you don't need to closely listen, and hopefully, like, I'll engage you just enough uh, for you to drift off when you're ready. But you're also under no pressure to fall asleep. I'll be here uh, to keep you company. And for those listeners that can't sleep, I'll be here the whole time giving it my all. In fact, tonight's like a like a like a pre-prepared story. You could almost say it's a written story, or outline story. So I've already put in about like uh, like a lot of work uh, to kind of meander and, and give you something to either sleep to or to keep you company. But yeah, I'll have a lot of talking and explanation and stuff like that. Uh, so if you're new, those are the kind of things. You don't, podcasts you don't need to listen to to put you to sleep, but you don't need to fall asleep. You can. Here's a question. Blue's Clues just brought... Oh, also, sometimes I get distracted in the intros. It's mostly what the intro is. Was Blue's, Blue's Clues... Did, was he Blue's Blue investigating things, or was it more a clue? I think it was. Was that a mystery, Blue's Clues, for, like, uh, t- toddlers? Here's the things I remember about Blue's Clues. A dude in a rugby shirt and a dog named Blue. And I think the dog would appear, and then they'd say, another great New Yorker article. I don't know if it was about Blue's Clues, but it was about children's television and kind of like a, like a, I don't know, maybe it was like nine years ago. And I just remember, and I don't know if Blue's Clues was on it, but it was talking about that era of children's television and kind of some elements I use in this fight, like folding in the ability to, for the uh, child, or in this case, whoever's listening, uh, to talk back. Uh, I, I know that's a feature of this podcast. So listeners tell me about that. Yeah, you should feel like you could talk to me. Like, even though it's a podcast, you could say, Scoots, you got that? Like, uh, wasn't called Blue Schools. It was called Green, you know, Green's Dreams or something. I said, no, 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 that's my pitch later this week. Remember, anybody remember Mr. Green Jeans? Was he a friend of Mr. Rogers or what? Uh, I think it was Mr. Green Jeans. One, oh, if you're if you're new, if you're not in your, uh, if you're not thirty-five to fifty-five, uh, Mr. Green Jeans was, I think, uh, I don't know who he was. To be, be honest, a friend of Mr. Rogers, I believe, maybe a farmer. He might have been friends with Captain Kangaroo. But I don't know. I, like, uh, so what was my point? My point was uh, it was Blue's Clues mystery. It's a mystery to me. And at bedtime, it can feel like a mystery. It can feel like it w- with me when I really settle down, all these parts of me are ready to solve all these mysteries about my uh, faults and about obtaining uh, certainty for the future. And that's one of the biggest things I struggle with, not to like totally take it off of a silly topic and do a serious one, but uh, I'm one of those people, I really desire certainty, like, like especially at bedtime where I have to know, like I'd much prefer things didn't turn out great if I knew that how they're going to turn out or that they would turn out perfectly. But usually that's like, okay, if you just do this and this and this one day, you'll have certainty. But more than likely, you're going to have this other form of certainty. And sometimes I find that desire, this deep-seated desire for certainty driving my behavior. 
but also like what's keeping me up at bedtime because I said, well, I got some certainty for you. You certainly made a lot of mistakes and, and, uh, this, this, and this, it's no mystery would be what my brain bots would say. And when you're trying to go to sleep, that's not really the biggest help. You know, you say, well, I just want to go to sleep now so I can, uh, I just got to deal with tomorrow. You know, I got to figure out how to use a spreadsheet. I'm freaking 40 years old. I don't know how to use the spreadsheets. They say, no, I'm not exactly like, uh, well, no, no, I, I can, I can put stuff in the columns, but I, other than that, I don't know what to do. Like, honestly, like I couldn't, I couldn't sort it if I had to. It always rejects my sums. Uh, so I'd rather say, well, if, why didn't you take all those spreadsheet tutorials? I say, well, I can't do it. I can't, well, maybe you should take a spreadsheet tutorial, right? Well, I got to go to bed. So sometimes it can be like that. Sometimes it can be something more on a feeling level or just a, a low level, low level unease. That's like my middle name. I don't even, I don't know if that's malaise, but I'll tell you what, if you could put that on a sandwich, some malaise, I'd spread it on there and eat it every day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Say, ooh, is that apricot malaise? And, and they say, no, this is marmalade. And they say, oh, okay, well, that's probably better because I said I really don't want to eat concentrated malaise. Uh, but uh, I was just trying to make a like a sen- I was trying to make a sensible point in a podcast intro. I mean, maybe if we could concentrate the malaise and put it in a spread that would never be used. That would be good. But then in the future, someone would discover it. And then they, they say, well, aged malaise is actually super sweet. Uh, and, and then not till years later would they re- understand that they've been this ancient sandwich spread that they decided would be healthy enough to eat uh, was secretly, you know, reintroducing malaise into our food chain. And it doesn't, whatever that stuff is where it stays in your system, you say, oh, boy. This stuff you got you got like uh, got a lot of mal. Have you been eating malaise three times a day? And they say, yeah, I can't get that. Like I love that jingle, malaise uh, makes me you know makes my day. How do you start your days with malaise? Uh, you know, and marmalade both. I, I like malaise on one side, then an egg, then marmalade. What about this? If you had it, how about this? Instead of all that, like if you have a tube of lace, just say, hey, these are my malaise. These are my malaise. That doesn't make any sense, but that would be pretty fun. But let's just start rolling around holding malaise and say, hey, keep your hands off malaise. That's how you say it, malaise. What do people call, when, when people possess chips in Australia, what do they say? Uh, what do they say? These are malaise. Uh, that's what they say in my mind, in my imagination. Anyway, if you're new here, a little bit silly, like a little bit serious. Those are the two things that make this podcast work, I think, in some way. Because it's serious. If you can't sleep, you deserve a good night's sleep. Uh, but the way I propose getting there is to kind of relieve the tension, to take some of that, uh, drain some of that energy out of the room, be a little bit of a goofball. And be there for you as your friend, or your boar friend, or your boar bay, or your boar bud, whatever you want to call me. I'll be here to keep you company. I'll be here to take your mind off stuff. Now, if you're new, it doesn't work for everybody. I'm definitely an acquired taste, much like malaise or mar- mar- marmite uh, or any of that other stuff. Uh, so even like, uh, you know, marmalade, I think that's good, but, I'm you know, 
Marmaduke. Not everybody reads Marmaduke comics, right? Some people are like, I said, well, no, I read Family Circle. Like, uh, a lot of people say, what are those Family Circle? Who's that? And I say, well, before the oatmeal, like, uh, people had to read their comics uh, in newspapers. And you got up one day and you decided, are you a Ziggy person, a Marmaduke person, or a family circle person? Now, the more, those those were people like me, the very uh, adjusted people, they would read all three. But anyway, if you're new here, podcast doesn't work for everybody. I hope it works for you. Give it a few tries. That's what most reviewers say is they have to, either you stop listening if it doesn't work, I respect that, but, uh. You know, if you give it a few tries, like, I hope it helps you. And like I say every episode, I work really hard at this show because I care, because I've been there. And uh, I really yearn, I really strive, uh, and I really hope this can help you fall asleep. Thank you so much for coming by. Hey, everybody, it's time for another episode of uh, Big Farm PI, our episodic series, one, almost 100% episodic. We, the Council of Episodic Episod, the Episodic Council, it only meets episodically, and they did, they actually, the official title is the Great Episodic Council, so of course I huffed at that, so they only give us an episodic rating of 6 out of 10, but I told, you know, I told them that they could take that 6 and, uh, you know, turn it into a nine, but they refused. And then, so then I told them what to do with the six, which was uh, you could. There's a lot of good things you can do with the six. You know, t- t- toothpick, uh, fake telephone, like uh, earrings. Uh, that was another one. Comma, apostrophes, all sorts of stuff. They didn't appreciate that, so they still didn't change the rating. But Big Farm PI, just in case you slept through all the episodes or your new one, is a case. Uh, of a detective, much like uh, Nancy Drew, uh, Hardy, maybe about the Hardy Boy. I think all the Hardy Boys episodes take place in caves or on ships, though. So uh, more like Encyclopedia Brown or those. I read one Cam Jansen book and one uh, Geronimo Stilton book. And no offense to Geronimo Stilton, but that was more of a a travelogue with a mystery in it and uh you know but like like the mysteries like a childhood mystery uh story i mean anybody that listens to this would say okay i bet you if there was a mystery they'd I'd say yeah of course they'd solve it before i wouldn't stand a chance against encyclopedia brown the only reason i remember bugs meanie's name is because it ends in meanie and I'm only 40% sure that that was uh, Encyclopedia Brown's nemesis anyway. And so, anyway, but so like those series, this this is an adult, though. So I guess that's one difference, but, like, uh, written by me. So they get back, bounce right back to the childhood stuff. Investigating mysteries up in the big farm in the sky. He's no longer earthbound human like the rest of us uh, that listen to podcasts. Uh, He's up there in the big farm in the sky, or whatever you choose to call it. This happens to take place in the big farm in the sky, within the sky, and across the sky, as it's been explained to me by uh, uh, various, like I went to the Institute of, uh, whatever, this big theological place to try to get an explanation. I shouted it through the door because they wouldn't let me. Anyway, not important because I could get through this setup, and I'm also buying time again 
for the person that does the voice of the podcast. But so a big farm in the sky, a, a, like, and he, he, his, his niece and her best friend, like, uh, G and DK, they earth, are earthbound, but they help him with his cases, uh, and I think that's it. Every episode, he investigates a case. It happens at a big farm, you know, so it's different, lower stakes. Easy to sleep through these mysteries. You know, there's no mystery about that. You say, like, I mean, no offense since, like, P.D. Brown, but you say, like, like uh, if Bugs Mane didn't do it, uh, uh, sometimes, you know, it would say the, the only the case of the missing penny, it was stuck on your, the bottom of your shoe and... You know, Encyclopedia Brown figured it out because he followed your footprints. Maybe that was the case he actually solved for Bugs Meanie. Like, because Bugs Meanie was in. Did that happen or was that fan fiction? The case of the wooden nickel. wooden nickel wouldn't leave an impression. The case of the, the golden eagle or something. Anyway, so that's. Oh, here, here, here he is to set up the series. Uh, Mr. Antonio. Let's say, excuse me. Okay, can you remember to say, let's crack this case, okay, at the end? Okay. Sorry, I'm late. He said, ladies, this is a gentleman, is the boys, the girls, the friends beyond the binary. It's time for Big Farm in the Sky P.I. Well, one second, lady. You know, this goes against everything I've structured my beliefs around this. Okay, it's just, it's, it's, it's just, just please. Yeah, it's time for Big Farm in the Sky P.I. Let's crack this case. Yeah. Oh, thanks, thanks, Antonio. It's a Big Farm in the Sky P.I. Let's crack, the, I just said that. Look, let's crack this case. Uh, hey, everybody, Simon here, and I'm right outside. Hey, uh, I'll, I'll fill you in real quick. I'm right outside uh, this, uh, it, it it's a bit like an out like a hobbit horse hobbit house a hobbit horse I almost said a hobby horse uh, it's uh, built into an old tree and I'm about to go in I can hear someone in the inside but I haven't recorded uh, my apologies uh, so I'm halfway through this case well I'm just about to solve it actually uh, so I'll fill you in later but I'm about to go inside. And I wanted to sit like I, I, I don't know, but I wanted to tell you the inside is a W T I C H, which like I'll just say a, uh, a wizardess. And all the clues have led me here, so I'm going to go in and I'm going to find out. Uh, hello, ma'am. Hello. Yeah, sorry, I was talking outside your front door. I was going to knock, but I was explaining some things to to you. Oh, could I come right in? It smells like bone broth in here. I hope it's uh, like uh, not a. Yeah, it smells. It smells like bone broth. I can't say that it smells great. It does smell like a. Oh, who am I? Well, I'm Simon. I'm here to speak to you about uh, what you've been up to. What 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 do I mean? What have you been up to? Well, I I've been asking around. I I uh, I I'm 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 a Simon. I, I run a, a detective agency, private investigator. Really, I don't look like it. Well, I'm not a detective. I guess I am. I'm not a detective by profession, just by passion. Yeah, like you like that. So this is interesting. This is so. This is like a. 
Do you call this a laboratory or just a this is your kitchen? But you cook things in here that aren't just for, for consumption. You know what I mean? I know, like, uh, okay, well, I'm here to, to, to find out, to get to the bottom of the town. Uh, the town just across the woods and through the, the narrows over that swamp, around the swamp, uh, or through the swamp, over the rocky mounds. You know the, you know the town I'm talking about, ma'am. What if you don't? Oh, well, I think you're acting coy. Okay, why don't I just get to the point? Did you cur cur curse a town of P P or the townspeople of a town? If you want to do a technicality, you might not have like. Uh, it's possible. Well, yeah, I know it's possible because I just came from there. What do I want? Well, I came here on behalf of the townspeople to to sell. I guess they they never technically hired me. But I'm here to solve things for them, I, I guess. Uh, I'm here to resolve everything, ma'am. Uh, should I call you Hilda or what? Prima is your name. Prima, that's a beautiful name. Uh, Prima the bone broth, the wizardess and the bone broth maker. So did the town put me up to it? No, no, I, I investigated and I found the town. And I said, like, uh, my job as a private eye is to fix things. Do you, do you, have you ever heard of the A-Team, ma'am? No. Well, they were a team, uh, set of, like, uh, and if you could find them, like, uh, they would help people in trouble. That's what I do up here. And this town was in trouble. Holy moly. And I guess, uh, from what I could determine, they were cursed uh, by you, and I guess we should just talk it out. Like, why did you decide to curse them? Oh, to teach them, teach them a lesson. Yeah, interesting. About guests and opening your door to strangers. That's very typical. That's a very typical case. Well, why don't you tell me more? So you were mad at the town because did you go in there bundled up and they didn't let you in? Okay, you know it sounds petty, but it all goes back to grammar school. It doesn't it always. It always goes back to grammar school with all of us, I know. So they were, okay, but I, I really, when I do these cases, I like to understand everything. So, like, with the, the halves, like, so the curse, the cursing, the cursing and the curse, that's what I, am I listening to you? No, yeah, I'm listening. What do you mean, what potions do you have for terrible listeners? No, 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 I don't need any potions. No, ma'am. I'm, I'm Prima. I'm sorry. Miss, Miss Prima? Miss Prima? Just Prima. Yes, Prima. No, I'm curious. So, like, I'm trying to, to connect all the dots because I'm going to have to explain it to my niece and her best friend. When, when I understand how everything comes together, then I can help you and the town resolve things, maybe. Maybe that's what I'm supposed to do, or maybe I'm supposed to take your side. If, if I hear your side of it, because I really didn't get their side. Because they weren't being hospitable to me. Well, I guess it was more of a confusion than a like a in in than being inhospitable. In it was more confusion, I think, but a communications issue. So I just want to. I'm just curious here. I'm just you know I want to hear your thing. What potions do you have for a curious lad? Oh, is there a, you have gummy newts, gummy to eye of newt. Uh, I don't think I think I'll pass for now. 
It's not really my thing trying to, like, like, usually I just try to fix it as quick as I could, but, it, like, uh, it was my niece G and her friend DK. They're earthbound, you know, they live over there. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, I can, is that what you call it, a traveler? That's, that means something different. Uh, but, yeah, I'm like, I call it a Casper. I, I can uh, Casperize myself. Scooby-Doo, I guess it could be, like, the Scooby-Doo, uh... I thought most of those ones on Scooby-Doo were fake, though. I'm real. When I go back there, they can see me, the two of them. But so they're going to ask me a bunch of questions anyway. So if we could just walk through this step-by-step. Step, uh, okay, so, so start. So not, no, no, not all the way back to grammar school. We don't have to go that far. So like many towns, and, and just correct me if I'm wrong. And if I'm close, you don't, don't bother correcting me because it, like, it's easy to, for me to be concise with my niece. So you or someone close to you during some sort of stormy period or something went to this town and their bid for hospitality was rejected. They were an outsider and they needed shelter or food or hospitality. Yes, yes, okay. Yeah, they, what do you mean? How do I know so much about this? It's a very standard thing. Like I've heard this story a thousand times. It's like a, I think even in a tale as old as time, that happens to be somebody in that story. Not to Belb, of course, but to somebody else, maybe. Wait, there's other. T yeah, there are other terrible towns like this one that we're talking about. Uh, yeah, lots of them, at least on the earthbound side. Okay, so after this happens, after your bid for hospitality is is rejected or not fulfilled, this would be where G would already like. Are you sure your expectations were realistic? And now, and this isn't a, a, a. She would have said it differently in more of a roundabout probing way. But were you just seeking some? You weren't seeking like, hey, let's give me a million dollars. Yeah, they were like they were rude. Okay, they, they could, like a town that wouldn't. Okay, did they use did they use bad words when they were talking to you? Is that why? Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. You're right, and I'm confusing you. Okay, well, yeah, because probably because I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, so you decided to teach them a lesson. Yeah, I know we've covered it, but I need to cover it in a step by step way to follow the process. Uh, of, uh, like, I guess the deductive process here is just getting this out of you. Why, like, uh, I need to, like, I'm curious, like I said, actually, could I have one of those new gummies? Mm, what, is this sassafras flavor? It's delicious. I didn't even know what sassafras tasted like. Oh, like licorice. Yes, you're right. So you wanted to teach them a lesson, like, teach them a lesson. That was what you wanted to do with your curse. Okay, hold my horse. I don't have any horses. I did have a seahorse once. Uh, seahorse that sucked on its own tail. It was like for comfort. Yep, exactly. Uh, well, so, okay, so in the world I come from, teaching you a lesson means something different than up here. I know, less conflict up here for sure. So here you're actually trying to teach them a lesson, trying to help them, oh, even more, help them understand the joy of welcoming others. So you're helping them with a curse to understand, uh, a cursing curse, if you don't mind me saying, uh, like w learn the joy of welcoming. 
I could probably sign up for this. I don't like, I, I, when I first got here, I wanted to be left alone. So the curse is almost like the sand and the Vaseline, huh? As those, as those heads would say, those talking heads, huh? Like to get, what do I mean? To get their attention. The sand and the Vaseline would get your attention. Of course it would. Uh, like, uh, like what in the, the nuke gummy? Did you say something? There was something. Oh, you're just joking with me. Okay, so you got their attention. I understand that much. Uh, and I have your attention. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, okay, but this is where I get mixed up. So in order to teach them the joy of welcoming others, you cursed them. Like, uh, what, what did you want them? What were you hoping to accomplish? Now, what did you do? There you go. This is what she would ask, I think. Uh, what did you want? You wanted to give them a means uh, to really feel. That's what empathy or compassion, one of those, right? I'm interrupted. Sorry. I honestly think it was the sugar in the gummy got me too excited. Uh, what, it, what it's uh, like uh, not to feel welcome when you're a stranger. And what it's like not to have a warm fire to warm yourself by. Okay, so you wanted them to feel some sort of isolation, like a, like 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 this is where I get mixed up on the half swears, elf swear. No, no, half swears, not elf swear. Did you say elf swears? Elf swears. Like okay, let's back up again. What was with the notebooks? Tell me, like about how, what do the notebooks have to do with the half swears? Like, were they just as, a, like, an easy way to leave? Like, were those just a true—or, oh, no, wait, or did they leave the notebooks? What am I talking about? What I'm talking about is uh, that's how I found the town, was by following—well, I'll tell you about that in a minute. Uh, I guess you didn't leave them. But let me do—I know you're about to speak, uh, Prima. But hold on, let me let me give me give me one second. The notebooks, I got to do some deduction. Okay, the notebooks uh, were for note taking, and it was taking. Okay, like uh, okay, I think I think uh, like I I was taking notes uh, because I checked in with DK and and uh, and G. But was I supposed to bring them? Because I did try handing out notebooks. That didn't go well. But was I supposed to say, like, uh, I, I guess I don't understand. the were the were So the notebooks weren't the means, but the half-swears were the means? Or were they the device? Because you wanted them to improve their bad behavior and learn from their mistakes. I think it were, were like, uh, you're looking at me like, uh, like, Prima, like I'm really confusing you. Uh, which doesn't bode well for me cracking the solution. But at the same time, before, like, I think this is brilliant. I think it was brilliant. I just think I'm not doing a good job of explaining it. And maybe I'm just, like, uh, adding too much. I think you just wanted to isolate them via communication, and I think they will. Like, they just, they definitely seemed frustrated. Okay, what are you doing? Why are you looking through your potions? You're staring at me, and now you're looking through all your potions. You're looking for a cure for a man possessed by a fool. 
uh, or am I being intentional? Then you're going to really, no, I'm not being intentional, but I don't, I'm not possessed by a fool. I'm just a, like, uh, oh, am I here to teach you hum- humility and patience? It might be. Maybe that's how we solve this whole thing. Maybe I teach you the humility and patience to forgive the town for being, like, for, for not a, uh, okay, t- let's all take a breath here. You're saying, oh, how the worm turns, like you've been doling out the lesson. I guess maybe that's it. I'm here to teach you a lesson. Oh, you, you're calling me the wise fool now. Thank you for coming. Okay, but we still have to resolve stuff with the town that you you uh, you cursed. Uh, okay, you're going to be honest with me. You don't have any idea what I'm talking about. But you're going to drink this blue potion of patience. Uh, okay. And I maybe I should tell you, maybe I should call my niece, uh, like, uh, tell you all about my journey. Yeah, maybe we should just, uh, like, uh, like, uh, like, maybe I, like, could I take, could I sleep here? Could you keep me as a guest, uh, Prima? And then, uh, like, I could, like, once I know my niece and, like, once it's bedtime, that's when I get a hold of my niece and her best friend. You could you could stir up the cauldron and see them. Well, usually I try to only contact them when they're in her room. You know, of course I knock first. Actually, now they we have a, like a symbol. They have an imitation flower in a plastic uh, flower thing, and I knock it over. I finally figured out the power of knocking that over. No, I haven't been able to replicate it outside of her room. Otherwise, yeah, I would go back and uh, teach some lessons. You're right. Oh, you okay? So you're gonna call them in your cauldron. Looks like, uh, like, uh, so you. Uh, wow, I love how dark it is in the cauldron. No wonder you're always looking in the cauldron. You could see a lot. Can I say toil, toil, boil, and bubble? Uh, just find my niece uh, G and her best friend DK on the double. No rushing you. Teach you. No, I'm here to teach you patience and humility. That's what I do to everybody ever since I was born, I think. Oh, there they are. Hey, DK, AG, can you hear me? Am I floating? I'm calling you by cauldron phone, or by cauldron, actually. Hey, yeah, no, it's weird, but I'm here with a wizardess, uh, or she could go by the other thing. Yeah, she's a little green. Uh, more of a beautiful turquoise green, if you don't mind me saying Prima. Her name's Prima, though. Yeah, she's very, she's, she's very nice, uh, but everybody up here is nicer. But we're at a, like, I was hoping to solve the whole case and, and tell, tell you both about it. Yeah, so I followed the notebooks like we had last talked about, and then I got to the town with the half swears. And then I got my way here, but uh, I'm really confusing her. I'm really confusing her. She doesn't understand anything. And we're both speaking the same language, so I don't know where I went wrong. Uh, I don't think you can speak to Prima directly. I, th- I think you have to be the medium, you know. No, I told her. I, she said she cursed the town because they weren't welcoming but then everything we talk about, it, so it could be like a, it could be another spell cast. You're right. Okay, so we should start at the beginning. Okay, how does that sound, Prima? It sounds great. Well, okay, so I'll start at the beginning. So the notebook. So okay, how far back? Uh, so, do Prima, 
Okay, you're just going to watch me, G. Okay, and then add stuff in as I need to. Okay, great. So, Prima, everything started. So, like I said, I'm a private eye, and I have a, a little uh, table set up in my in front of my garage and a, and a dry erase board. And that's where I was waiting for cases. And then a notebook came, and it booped me right on the head, a flying notebook. And then I, like, uh, picked it up, and it was a brand-new notebook, and I looked at it. And then another one came and booped me. But that one blew away, and then I started following it. And it was going too fast, so then I just let it fly away and it stopped moving. And then I didn't, like, I didn't know if there was some sort of hidden camera show up here where I said that would be too shut and frighted, like, they're laughing. I said that would be wrong. And but, but so I didn't want to chase it because I didn't want to be laughed at. Uh, then another notebook came and found, and I said, like, then I looked back at my board and I'd left the original notebook there and the wind was waving it like it was waving me on from my table. Uh, so I said, this must be the case to follow the notebooks. And as soon as I said that, more and more notebooks started appearing and guiding me. And then I traveled outside, and I started, like, at some point it was raining notebooks. No, I had an umbrella, actually. Uh, no, I picked one up at, like, so so traveling salesperson. I guess it was on, no, no I didn't get any paper cuts at all. But yeah, because they even, like, there was, like, a torrent of notebooks. Divine notebooks? I don't know if they were, I mean, I guess they didn't get cut, so I, like, uh, so I was following them, and then there would be a trail of them. It, did I pick them up? Uh, no. Sometimes I would arrange them in a pile on the side of the trail, but then I got tired. And I figured if the notebooks could, I figured they would find their own way home. But I did keep some, uh, but uh, not all of them. I could have never carried them all. But, and then I did go, you'll see, I went back and got more for the townspeople. And they led me right into this town, and I got to the town square, and there was a big bell tower and a statue of some, you know, somebody riding, like, uh, some sort of sea creature or something, you know, cobblestones. Yeah, the whole nine yards. And then uh, I noticed nobody came out to greet me. But then the notebooks, you know, then it was, there was, like, a swirling in the town square. I dropped all the notebooks, and they started knocking on people's doors. So then I started asking if anybody was missing any notebooks. And that's when I started noticing that everybody in the town had a, like a, a dirty mouth, I guess you'd say. But in a weird way, they would only speak in half vulgarities. What do I mean by half vulgarity? Well, I can't say, well, I guess I can because G and DK are kind of listening. Like they'd say half of vul vulgarity, uh, uh, I don't know how to, uh, or it would rhyme with a vulgarity, but they couldn't say anything more than that. They couldn't communicate other more than one or two words. And uh, it was very off-putting and very, very hard uh, to communicate. And at first I was confused and I was trying to pr probe more. And then I went to the edge of the town to see, but then the notebooks would fly back. So then I brought notebooks and I handed them out to everybody in town but it really got exhausting uh, because everybody was swearing at me, more or less. Uh, 
you know, I'd say to like, and then it was just trying to eat and, and things and sleep. Uh, so then it was nighttime. So then I got a hold of D, G and DK. And that's when G said, write down all the swear words, uh, write down the fake ones and no one, one side of the notebook or one notebook and the real ones, uh, in another one. Because they said, you can't know these were, this is like, the, this is like a town of sailors or whatever they say. And we were trying to figure it out. Because uh, they said, well, it's, it's usually like, a, and that's when DK said, this is, sounds like a, a curse of a, a wizardess or WTICH, which they used that a lot. Uh, or other words that, you know, like switch, you know, they would call me. But they would say it in the context so I know what it knew what it meant, not just like you'd say, "Hey, do you want us to switch the TV?" You know, they wouldn't say that because that would make sense. And so I said, "That sounds like a, a curse, a curse of a half cursed curse, right?" And uh, so they asked the people. I said, "Are you cursed?" And they said, "You know," they said they were nodding at least. So I said, "Okay," but then they would say something. And I said, man, this is really difficult. And it was really wearing on me. I know you want to talk, Primo, but let me get through the whole thing so this all makes sense. Uh, and DK saying, keep going, keep going. So then I said, okay, is there like a like a wizardess like, uh, that lives outside, you know, that uh, who could have done this to all of you? And they said, is there, like, someone that, like, and then we finally figured out. I said, like, uh, and he said, over, you know, through, over the mounds, uh, through the swamp, through the, into the deep, deep woods. Uh, watch out for the pricker bushes. You know, the swamp smells like gas, uh, but it's not really, it's just the natural smell of the swamp. You know, they said, make sure you pull up your socks real high. So I did all that. I went through, I got like, I slept in the brambles one night because I don't know if you know this about me, Prima, but I love brambles and I love the word brambles. And that's how I found my way here. And uh, clearly, like, uh, like I could smell the bone broth and I could see you had a chimney and I saw a few brooms parked out front. Uh, so I don't know if, you know, Ron and Hermione are over here for a joyride or otherwise I figured you were up to... Uh, you know, you're a wizard, wood wizardess, uh, as they, you know, or so I feel like I said, well, this is the spot. And then I asked you and then GDK, I did come and I said, did you curse a town? And you said, yes, you were going to teach them a lesson. So maybe you're still cursed. Maybe you have a curse of confusion on uh, Prima. Which, so Prima said she was cursing a town that didn't accept her as a stranger, wasn't welcoming to strangers, so they could learn the joy of welcoming strangers. I know your finger's up, Prima, but I'm almost done. And then I said, uh, okay, that kind of makes sense. Like if you're swearing, half swearing at everybody that comes into your town... Strangers aren't going to feel very welcome, but at some point you'll feel isolated because you've, because uh, I felt isolated. And I said, I didn't want to talk to any of these townspeople. You know, half swear, rhyming swear, it was wearing me down. And I didn't see any other visitors in town. So, 
So I think it worked, but then we're just having trouble. It just still doesn't make, like, I knew, gee, I knew you'd see right through it. So there's something missing. Okay, gee, what do you think? Go ahead, Prima. That's that's not the town you cursed. What do you mean, that's not the town? You cursed to do, I got my towns and my wizardesses mixed up. Oh, boy. So you're saying you cursed another town. And another wizardess cursed this town for half swears. Okay. Oh boy. And uh, there's probably more to the story than I realize. Uh, okay. What are you saying, G? Oh, who who's uh, like? Uh, is it the townspeople? I guess that's what I, we thought. We said, "Geez, am I here to help you, Prima?" Anyway, what did you do to the town that was, oh, all their doors are creaky and stuck. All their doors, but when they have a guest, the doors don't creak. It's a very mild curse. Uh, uh, They do, oh, because it gives them a subtle sense of reassurance when they have a guest. Uh, Oh, and the house creaks too. When there's a guest under their eaves, there's no creaking. Oh, and there's a nice, uh, I hear pink noise is great. I bet you that wind is just like pink noise. So that doesn't sound like as much of a curse as this cursing curse is. Uh, yeah, so I guess we're, we're not back at square one, but I guess I, like, it took a little bit of a wrong turn. I guess, sorry about that, Prima. Good thing I didn't come with any, uh, you know, kindling or anything. You know what I'm saying? I was, I was just here to solve the problem. You know, I'm not from Salem, Okay, so what are you saying, G? It's a, why me? Okay, so none of the three you believe I was paying enough attention. Okay, like, uh, well, yeah, here's what the notebooks look like. Yeah, they're like composition books. Well, yeah, no, there were some other ones. Yeah, there were some steno, legal pads, steno pads. Those are all notebooks to me. Yeah, the ones where you could tear it out, kind of like a composition book. All different colors. Uh, I mostly kept the colors. I, li- I like all colors, though. Well, except for, like, the like pea green. There was a couple pea green ones. Okay, was there any notebook styles I didn't take? What do you mean? What, were there any spiral notebooks? No, no spiral notebooks, thank goodness. Don't I think that's strange? Wait, DK's looking up at how many spiral notebooks. The majority of notebooks sold are spiral notebooks. Hey, did you ever think, it, I don't know if anyone ever thought about this, Our multi-subject notebooks are just a ripoff, huh? Uh, I never could make those work. It was always better off with one, except for the dividers are great for doodling. I loved that. I would make comics in there. Yeah, mostly really bad ones. Yes, yes, you're right. Um, okay, I'm sorry. What, what were you saying? Well, isn't it strange that it was no spiral notebooks? I guess so. And then I'm left-handed. Well, do you think that that's there's no way that's a coincidence? Okay. Well, they knew I was going to be on the case, and so they probably needed me to write stuff down, and they didn't want it to be smudged or me to be in a bad mood. Oh, and yeah, I did write down. I wrote all the, I t- yeah, so, uh, yeah, no, 
Yeah, wrote all the swear words in two two similar notebooks. Yes. So I did write stuff down, but we just didn't. I'm sorry, Prima. What you can't read any of that? No. Yeah, those are that's the real swear words. Those only look like half swear words. What word is that? That's A double S. Uh, oh, looks like what would you say? Yeah, no, I know my handwriting's terrible. A S S A. No, no. O L D. Like an old butt. No, it rhymes with that. No, no, mine's that's H O L. No, I, I spelled it right. It's just a. Uh, that's an E and an L. It looks like a D. Well, no, see here, uh, that looks like sm s'mores. No, 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 that's uh, what they were saying. Wait a second. So the notebooks did lead me here. Okay, I think I got, I think I'm good. I think it, like, uh, so you didn't curse the town, but someone did curse the town, and the notebooks were supposed to lead me here so I could figure something out, I think, Prima. Like, uh, we, we had a trail of notebooks for left-handers. I, I think I got this, G. I think I can do it. Oh, you got to go to bed. Okay, good night. Uh, you trust me. Thanks, DK. Thanks, G. Good night. You sleep good. So, I followed the trail of notebooks here, Prima. We're on our own now. And they led me to the town of Half Swears, where I wrote down the Half Swears and the Real Swears. That was just something G, G, G's gut said, write it down because you have notebooks. But now we know that the notebooks were for us. So then there was just one or two missing pieces, who and why. And that was what I kept getting confused with you is like, why was making the town half swear going to make them more welcoming? But now I have the what and the why. Uh, because the notebooks were meant for me, and the half swears now were clearly meant for me. Well, how do I know that? Because I think uh, I, I've been following these notebooks to learn a lesson. I think the client in this case was me, uh, Prima. Also, if we get through this, would you like to go? Would you like to have non-bone broth dinner, not inside of this cabin, sometime? You'd have to think about it till yeah till you see I was, was going to ask I was asking you out before the story because uh, the reason why Prima is because when I was in grammar school I I one time uh, I have to learn a le I need to learn a lesson I have an apology to give and I assume that the person I owe the apology to she lives somewhere nearby. And is also a wizardess uh, currently, maybe her post-Earth life. Why do I owe her an apology? Well, in grammar school, I believe it was fifth grade or fourth grade, I had heard a half-swear on the playground. And I thought it was uh, like an old butt, but reversed with an A-double-S in there. Yeah, it sounds, I guess it was the original. It was a real swear, but I guess I'd never heard it before. Billy was the name of the kid that was using it. He he, he was a, he ended up being a nice kid. He was. I think he went on a date with my sister once. Yeah, and then I wrote it on someone's notebook. 
Now, let me just before you, you know, before you uh, jump to conclusions, I think this is a case of unintended consequences because I didn't intend to hurt anybody's feelings. I wasn't writing it on someone's notebook because it was their notebook. I think I don't remember having uh, intention other than to write down the word because I thought it was so cool. And so I wrote it all over this notebook and uh, it wasn't my notebook. I think it was in a pile of notebooks to be turned in or to be handed out. And it was a, it was a classmate's notebook. And of course there was consequences, but I never thought about the consequences of the heart until today, Prima. And I never thought that of the unintended consequences that it wasn't an act of, uh, it was a simple act of a convenient notebook and a word I had to write out, but I was the only one using that word because it doesn't exist. It was only a half swear, but I didn't know it was a half swear. I thought it was a full swear. Oh, that's your friend. She lives up. Oh, well, that's, that's, uh, that's her name. So I'm going to go up the hill and apologize. It's not her name. It's you. Oh, well, I'm here to apologize because they should, like, that was pretty tricky of you, Prima. Well, you had to see, you had to help me find my way to make me learn my lesson. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I wasn't intending to, uh, to, 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 to hurt your feelings by saying, calling you that and writing it on there. And I didn't think your butt was old, uh, clearly. It wasn't a reflection on your bottom. It was more of a, I had heard that word and it was so racy that I had to write it down. I think maybe, maybe I had some, uh, like, I don't feel, I can't find any place in my heart where I was saying, well, I'm sick of this person and Prima and let me, uh, so I apologize, uh. I, I, and what I really apologize for, Prima, is not dealing with it at the time and saying, hey, sorry, I might have hurt your feelings. It, it, like, I wasn't trying to do, to do that, but I probably did anyway. It was wrong. And it was wrong that I didn't apologize at the time. And I'm glad you led my way here. I would have never got the chance to know, like, uh, to learn from my mistake. It really taught, did, did you also, is there also a town that was, there is? Okay. Well, why don't we go there uh, to the town of welcoming and, and try to stay everywhere until everybody realizes that the reason their doors don't creak is, okay, not together. So, yeah, we'll just be friends. I understand. I ap apologize, and you don't have to forgive me. You can take your time. Yeah, I was wrong for not apologizing. You're correct. Well, yeah, let's go. Uh, I'm going to take a little nap here and uh, say good night to everybody. Thanks so much and good night. Uh, I want to thank everybody over on Facebook, Jenny, uh, Dick, uh, Nikki, uh, James, thanks, thanks, and good night, Rachel L., Shelby C., Adam W., thanks, thanks, and good night, Cash M., Nima, thanks, and good night, uh, Gorin, uh, thanks, and good night, uh, Tracy, thanks, and good night, uh, Jenny S. and Chloe R. Thanks and good night. 
uh, Laura B to the S to the R, Judy P, Alex, uh, thanks and good night. Uh, Matthew H, uh, Kathy C, Anne H, thanks and good night. Uh, Dana, Michaela, Crystal, and Anne, thanks and good night. Uh, Alexandra, Denise, uh, Kathleen, uh, Jennifer G, thanks and good night. Uh, Wendy, Denise, Dawn, and Susan, thanks and good night. Uh, Jennifer L, thanks and good night. Kathy C, thanks and good night. Sharna, Kelly H, thanks and good night. Dawn D, thanks and good night. Uh, Melissa, thanks and good night. Camille, thank you and good night. Shirley, thanks and Nicole. Cariel, Lisa, thank you and good night. Linda D, Sherry S, uh, Terry L to the L, thanks and good night. Lizzie H, Hannah, Angie, uh, Crystal, and Mandy, thanks and good night. Uh, Brad, uh, Therese, uh, Brian, thank you and good night. Chris, uh, thanks and good night. Alexis, thank you and good night. Uh, Diane, thank you and good night. Cody, thank you and good night. Nick C, thanks and good night. Cindy T, thank you and good night. Claudia, thanks and good night. Uh, Tabitha, thank you and good night. Uh, Jason, thanks and good night. Graham, thank you and good night. Uh, thank you, everybody. Thanks for the support and the uh, kind words and good night.